Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything that there is in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, our favorite club in the Bundesliga, our favorite club in Germany. Note we didn't say greatest. We'll talk about that later on. Um, Garrett here in Metro Detroit, uh, Warren to be exact, um, filling in today for Chris, who's uh, unable to make it tonight. Uh, all the best to Chris and the family. Um, just, I you know, enjoying. I know he had a very enjoyable weekend um, hockey-wise with his alma mater in Michigan State. Um and amongst some other things. And um, I'm not going alone tonight. Um, I have the absolute pleasure. Um, you, we, Many were introduced to him last week uh, on the podcast, telling his story in Frankfurt, um, and back again to deliver his insight on the week that was and what's to become for Frankfurt. John from Del- Delaware. John, how are you this evening? Pretty good, Garrett. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, I think despite anything that football is throwing at me right now, I can say life is pretty well. Um, you know, it's uh, we've had a good amount of sporting events and a good amount of discussion, uh, things to talk about. One thing before we get into um, the week that was in segment one, I want to kind of uh, promote anyone that's listening to uh, this podcast today to just about our Discord, our twenty, our active, very active Discord channel at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast, where we talk about not only all things Eintracht Frankfurt, but football, music, um, sports outside of it. John, how much time do we spend talking about hockey in that group? So we spend uh, quite a bit of time in there, don't we? Oh yeah. Um, I think I think this past weekend there was uh, arguably just as much hockey talk as uh, football talk in there. Yeah, um, you know we have quite a bit of people all over the place with devotion for their local hockey teams, like we all have for Frankfurt, and you know it gets into you know fun discussion that you know maybe a slight bit of banter involved but nothing too (laughs) over the top where um you know people want to throw rage in that um so you know highly check it out uh chris has got a link up on the web on our website as well as you know we'll promote it out in our social activities but highly recommend it it's um you know a great way to uh meet people and discuss all things frankfurt and outside of it so um with that plug Let's get into, um, we'll start out with the week that was uh, for Eintracht Frankfurt. And we're going to start off with last Thursday, the 8th of February, um, the DFB Pokal, um, round of 16, the Frauen, um, had a chance, was supposed to play it on the 22nd of January. That got postponed due to weather conditions. So finally went at it, uh, took on Freiburg, um, a match that sees the Adler coming up two nil winners. Um, Shakira Martinez opened things up in the 25th minute. Uh, Verena Hanshaw made it two nil in the 52nd minute before Freiburg made it interesting with a goal in the 87th minute by Samantha Steuerwald. Um, but the Adler held on, got the win. Um, they made it now to the quarterfinal. Um, John, I believe their next match is in next month against Doisburg. Is that correct? That is correct. Yep. So, um, you know, uh, 
the job was to go on, get the win, advance. Um, well done to the Adler. John, why don't you give us your thoughts on what you saw during the match? Um, did it go the way you thought it was going to, better or worse? How are you feeling after that? I, f- I felt pretty good after the match. Um, you know, I, I expected us to be the better team in that game, and I think we were by a little bit. Um, we definitely let Freiburg have a good amount of chances, um, especially late into the game, and obviously they got the one back, um, thankfully not getting a second. Um, I got to say, though, that our team looked so good going forward in that game. I thought one player who really impressed me the whole time was, uh, was Verena Hanshaw, and I'm glad she was able to get a goal out of that because she was just firing on offense the whole time. Had yeah. a couple of little mix-ups on defense, but that's all right. I think the one thing that I'm really getting used to when I'm seeing Hanshaw play is how much she is involved in how this team delivers offensively from a fullback position, and not just in open play, but also when you real when you watch a game and you see how much of corners is being taken by her, or sometimes set piece delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, just somebody who seems to be. For as much as we talk about Lara Frygain and Yomi Prajnikar Dunst, I, you know, Hanshaw is also, I feel like, a, a key part of that. I think that second goal, I agree with you, it shows you like just how vital she is when we're clicking fully. Yeah, and, and her shot to get the corner before uh, she got that goal was, oh, what a hit. Incredible save from, from the Freiburg goalkeeper before that, and then... Very nice hit as well on her goal. I yeah. thought uh, I thought Shakira Martinez also looked looked really good in this game, and I I'm hoping that she continues to show that in the minutes given because I think she's always deserving of so much more playing time, and I'm glad she got that in this game. Agreed, and I think she's been also in a really good run of form lately. If maybe there's one thing about not. Moving on to the next stage in the in the Champions League was that she was able to get a lot of minutes in that game versus Rosengard, and I think really make a presence felt. Um, and I think that run of form can, has continued onwards. So I think it's just it's really promising to see. Um, how are you feeling? Uh, we got a month then before our next match in the Pokal in the quarterfinal, and obviously we'll know more about how the squad is doing when we get to that point. But um, based off of what you were seeing with the rest of the draws, how are you feeling as far as the potential for like a, you know, Pacal triumph or getting to that, getting as deep in deep as possible in that competition? Yeah. I mean, we kind of have arguably the best draw for the next round. I mean, I guess Bayern, assuming they beat Offenbach, which I imagine they will, they'll get Carl Zeiss Jena, who are second tier. But other than that, I mean, Duisburg has not been good at all this year. Um, so I, I would hope that we would have a very good performance against them uh, in March. And then the other uh, draws there are Hoffenheim and Wolfsburg and then Leverkusen against Essen. So you already know with those games that you're going to lose two pretty decent sides. Um, so I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of potential there for us in the Pokal this year. And I think that the team is playing very well 
to start the year. Um, yeah, I think I think we can definitely make a deep run. Um, so yeah, um, I'm feeling that I'm hoping that way too. Um, I feel like when this team is on, they can hang with anyone. Um, we've mm-hmm. kind of seen it as an extent when we've put the two times we played Barcelona, even though we fell short, we made them work for everything. Um, and, you know, even in our matches against, you know, the big in Germany, the Bayern, and even the one w- that we'll talk about later on, uh, this past weekend. Uh, moving on now to the men. Uh, Saturday, uh, Dino Topmuller and the lads uh, went back to the Waldstadion uh, and took on VFL Bauckham, a team that's been a bit of a difficult one for us to um, get over the last few seasons since Bauckham has been promoted uh, back to the Bundesliga. Um, only one win against them in going on its sixth try. Um an old friend in Gonzalo Paciencia coming back home. Um, I think I saw something where him and Timmy Chandler had a nice embrace pre-match. So yeah, they um, did. That was that was always good to see. <laughs> yeah, so that was you know very heartwarming. Uh, Frankfurt rolling out in a four-three-three shape. Um, Sasha Kalajic unable to play uh, due to the birth of a child. Congratulations to Sasha and all the best to the family. Um, with that going on, and then a unplanned setback uh, during the warm-ups before kickoff, and that was Kevin Trapp uh, with a flare-up. Jens Growl uh, filled the role in the keeper. So the starting lineup, Growl in goal, Buta, Koch, Pacho, Philip Max filling in for Niels and Cuckoo, who was out due to the uh, double yellow-red the previous weekend against Kuhn. Ellis Geary, Mario Goza, Hugo Larson. Although Larson had been subbed off in the 21st minute for Donny Van de Beek. And then the front three of Ansgar Kanaf, Omar Marmush, and Ferris Chaibi. Um, Balkum rolled out in what looked like a 4 4, like a 4 1 2 1 2 or a 4 4 2 diamond. And kind of a back and forth. Uh, all the goals in this match came in the within the first 20 minutes. Chaibi to Marmush in the 14th minute, 1-0 to Frankfurt. However, Brzezinski for Bauckham off of a unfortunate Pacho deflection. Uh, 1-1 from there. Chances both ways, especially when, on the Frankfurt end when Hugo Ekatike came on in the 64th minute. Uh, but unfortunately, once again... For the third straight time in this uh, between these two teams, one won the final. Um, you know, when we did our first corner to the Adler on the socials, it seemed like we had some discussions on that that match could have been a loss for us, could have been something we're saying it could have been a win. John, how are you feeling after that? What were what would you think are some of the things you liked from that match? Some things that you didn't like and end of the day is it do you feel one point gained or two points dropped oh man i i feel like at the end of the day while uh i was really hoping that we could get a second and we looked like we could we easily could have also given up a goal to them i think that a draw is a pretty fair result from that game um i really liked marmouche and chaibi it's amazing having both of them back now because they really make our offense happen. Yeah, um, agreed. 
and, and especially with no Kalijic today, um, we needed someone up front and um, Ramush was able to do that and provide the goal. Unfortunately, somewhat injuring himself uh, in the process, but right. obviously he was able to carry on for a while. Um, I didn't like our shape, but that was pretty much a forced change because of uh, the red cards to Tuta and, and Kunku. I think it kind of had Pacho and Coke not really playing, you know, comfortably. And uh, they were able to get in behind us a lot, especially Takuma Asano. He really put a lot of work in against Coke and Buta on that left side or our right side. But yeah, um, I don't know. It was, it was okay. Okay game. There were some, some good chances. And especially after Ekatike came on, I thought he looked very, very good. Really should have taken the shot rather than passed to Chaibi in that one instance. But, um, yeah, yeah no. And, and it was good that he was able to play for 30 minutes just about uh, when there were obviously the reports coming out this week that they were worried that he'd only be able to play 15 minutes max for the next few weeks. Um, one thing I've noticed, really, and I think it's something that I've been seeing – I saw, I feel like, in bits earlier on in the year, and then I saw it, been seeing it again a little bit, um, is our when we move the ball from defense to midfield, it seems to be doing at a relative decently tempo. But when we're getting into the final third, it just seems like we, we lose a little bit of that edge and that... Um, Ability. By the time we figure something out, our opposition is usually gotten themselves in place and ready to go to quickly deal it. Um, although I feel like we started to see some some think uh, with Ekatika coming on opening up. Am I just a little being a little bit too harsh on that? You think, or do you feel like that there's something that needs to be addressed, especially ahead of this uh, the matches we have Thursday and Sunday? No, I I agree 100. Um, percent We're definitely. We need to be quicker in moving the ball forward. I think part of that is, you know, how our midfield passes to our attackers. A lot of the times the ball is just right to the feet of them or a little bit behind. And so some of our attackers have to, you know, restart their runs almost. And it really slows down their pace. And you saw when on the goal this match, when Gutsa put in the ball for Chaibi, you know, it was in front of him, let him run into it. And he was able to play a perfect crossover to Marmouche. So, you know, more, more of that is, is something that we need to see rather than just kind of not fully completed passes and all. Um, it's, it's really stunted our, our movement going forward. Agreed. Um, and I'll give um, credit also to Jens Grau for filling in mm-hmm. how he did. Um, late in that game... Um, it seemed like Balkan were able to make those passes in stride a bit more. Um, I still don't know how. Was it Asano that had the wide open net and skied it? Um, oh, jeez. I don't remember it. Um, but At this point. I feel like Anishtogar had a chance. I, there were plenty mm-hmm. of moments where you, know, I you could forgive Grawl if he's just a little bit off just because he had to come into this skip match. Uh, you know, yeah, probably think- knowing he wasn't going to play. Um, so he stepped in and made saves. It was all great. Um, 
we had reports of scans and everything afterwards. Um, Marmush got scanned because when Marmush scored, unfortunately, he collided in with the post. Um, Marmush, Trap, and Larson got checked out. Uh, John, what were the, just so I'm trying to remember, what were the diagnoses for each of them? Um, I think everyone is, is good to go except for Larson. The, um, I think the reports were that he's going to be out for the next three weeks. Uh, with an injury, I didn't see what exactly it was, but yeah, um, he's out, but everyone else looks okay. So I think now with the Conference League ahead on Thursday and then the Bundesliga, uh, Bundesliga so we have at least two Thursday-Sundays, we're going to be seeing a lot of ins and outs and probably the reasons why there were the people made, even though this was probably not planned for the Larson injury, of who are like the people playing in conference league and those that could be filling in on the weekend. Uh, we hope well for Larson that, you know, it is as quick of a recovery as possible. Happy to see Donnie get in and get the minutes. I think he looked definitely a lot better than I think he did against Mainz. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think if he can get a consistent run of minutes and he gets something, a goal or an assist, I think he just needs that one little confidence boost. Um, that he probably, to be honest with you, hasn't had since maybe IX for going yeah. on four years ago. And I think it, when you look at a player and a ment, I think that we don't talk about the mental as much. John, were you? How are you feeling on that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think obviously he had a semi-successful loan spell at Everton two years ago. But other than that, it's really been nothing there for him. And I thought today he played okay in the minutes that were given. Um, he had a couple opportunities in the box. Um, and obviously, being as, as rusty as he is, you know, didn't really make the most of them. But I think definitely, definitely an improvement on where it was. Now, obviously, I think something will be said about him getting subbed on and then also subbed off. But I think that was just because... Dino wanted to put Rhoda in for those last five minutes because at that point we were just letting Bochum completely besiege us, you know, in those last 10 minutes. So I, I wouldn't read too much into that personally. Right. I think it's, it's one thing if you would have been subbed off when Ekatike came on, um, you know, with plenty of time to go, but it's, you know, when you hadn't played in a couple weeks, you know, you got the plan for, for Sunday, um, you can start thinking about that and going from there. Um, we'll go around the Bundesliga at the start of segment two, but with this draw, just a brief highlight, um, the eighth draw this season for Frankfurt out of 21 matches played in the Bundesliga. Um, and it's that old adage, as frustrating as this has been for us this year, the Adler is still in sixth place with a four-point gap over the team that they are going to be playing on Sunday, which will highlight and five points behind of RB Leipzig, who are in fifth. So um, it's kind of those moments of, like, it could be so much better, but yet it could be so much worse, I suppose. Um, We'll cover around the Bundesliga and start a segment two. It was definitely an eventful weekend in the league, to say the least, to kind of give a little tease. Uh, But (laughs) also eventful uh, was the uh, matchup yesterday. Um, Was it 8 a.m. Eastern yesterday? Yeah, 8 (laughs) a.m. 
I slept in for this one, um, which, you know, I, I wanted to get up live for it, but my body's like, no, you need the rest. And I'm kind of <laughs> glad that it was, um, VFL Wolfsburg, Eintracht Frankfurt, two taken on three. Um, the last defeat for Eintracht Frankfurt in the Frau and the Bundesliga came in week two against VFL Wolfsburg, uh, uh, 2-4 setback um, at home and um, un- you know it's one of those things where you look at the scoreline like I did when I woke up and saw that it was VFL Wolfsburg 3 Eintracht Frankfurt Frauen nil and you're like damn however you start to take a look at the game and then I checked out the highlight I had the Super Bowl on my Chromebook and I kept the main TV on for EA Sports FC and I'm um, checking out stuff on YouTube and I checked out highlights of this game and John, I'll get your thoughts on it first, but for you know, I feel like that the scoreline at the end of the day doesn't really give this match justice. Um, nil nil until the 57th minute. Um, we'll talk. Well, there was, for those that haven't seen it, a ball that went into the box. Stino Johannes had hands on it. Uh, there was a little bit of a collision uh, with a Wolfsburg player and then a collision in with Volzer, which then the ball came loose from her hands and into the net. The goal stood. Um, still a plenty open game at that point. Chances on, uh, especially coming from Frankfurt. However, Wolfsburg get the second in the 86th minute. Uh, Elena Lotvin and Vivian Endemann in the 93rd, making it 3-0. Um, a tough day, but John, it, how do you feel? Do you feel like still despite the result, there were some uh, – what positives would you say you saw from this match? Oh, there were so many positives. I mean, I, I think that you could really make an argument that we were the better team in the first half. Not by much, but um, we had the, – the front three were absolutely buzzing. You know, Prashnikar and Yomi Frygang, they, they looked so good. And Yomi slash Prashnikar, they were kind of together – um, very early in the game and nearly probably should have had a goal to open up the game. But, you know, it was, it was a really positive game. Obviously, their first goal is pretty controversial. It's, there was definitely some contact, so I'm torn on whether that's a foul or not. But after that goal, I thought we did a pretty good job of keeping the foot on the gas. And then we kind of... I think tired out a little bit, and I think we really could have used some subs a little bit earlier. Shakira Martinez was the first one in the 79th, and then Ramina Chiba in the 85th. Um, just, I, I think we could have used them a little bit earlier to try and keep pushing harder. Um, as soon as Latvine scored their second goal, it was it was pretty much over, though. Right, and I think the one thing that I'm going to take note of in particular when I was watching the highlights and I will say from the highlight video and it was not like a three minute video it was a because the Zon didn't have a full highlight video from them they had the whole match but it was uh mm-hmm. I'm trying to think it was a German channel because it was definitely a German feed I was uh that was doing the commentary it was about six seven minutes and there was definitely more than 50 percent maybe 60 percent of it was uh Frankfurt Frauen shots at the goal if anything, I can say that we had chances before the Wolfsburg goal to make it 1-0. We had chances to equalize it. 
And it's that little thing that I kind of talked about, I think, when I thought about our Champions League is when you don't convert, if at least one of those chances in that situation, you open the door for some weird shit to happen. And unfortunately, in this case, I agree with the contact from the Wolfsburg player. I think it was the Volter contact that really did the damage on that. Um, Yeah. Well, I think it was, you know, the contact from Latvine kind of turned Johannes and then Johannes's arms went into Volter and that's what caused the ball to to come out and and land in the net. And so, yeah, I can see why it wasn't given as a foul. And especially from the referee's point of view, it probably looked like it was mostly just contact with Volter. Yeah. And I mean... It's it sucks that that was the first goal in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll give credit to Nico being fired off enough to get a yellow, but then real not going completely off the lid. Because I mean, we've seen that often lately. I mean, take a look at Union's <laughs> coach being out for three games yeah. and the men's Bundesliga for not just losing his shit with a ref, but then you like laying hands on Leroy Sané. Although yeah, um, we saw Sané ticked off later on. I'll, another tease. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think they had chances. Martinez had a couple moments when she came on. But, yeah, Lotvine with a great strike to 2-0 and then and the mid yep. sees it off. So, um, end of that match day, uh, 13 sees uh, Vol- uh, top three are still the same. Bayern at 33 points, 10 wins, 3 draws. VFL Wolfsburg in second, 10 wins, 2 draws, 1 loss at 32 points. Uh, the Adler in third, 8 wins, 2 draws. Three losses, 26 points. Um, not a completely bad weekend when you look at Frauen Bundesliga as a whole um, with going over just a brief recap of the other matches that took place. Uh, Hoffenheim not able to progress, uh, catch ground, a 1-1 draw against Werder Bremen. Um, Bayern with a 5-0 win in Köln. Um, Freiburg, Duisburg, 1-1 draw, and earlier today, Nuremberg won Bayer Leverkusen too. So uh, there's a five-point difference between third and fourth with Frankfurt and Hoffenheim. Werder Bremen is now tied with Bayer Leverkusen with 20 points. Bremen have the better goal difference, so they're in fifth. Leverkusen in sixth with 20. Essen and Freiburg, Essen was seventh place with 18 points. Freiburg, 16 points uh, in eighth. Köln and Leipzig tied at uh, with 10 points, Nuremberg and Duisburg in the bottom two relegation. Um, Nuremberg with eight points, Duisburg only with three. So um, it's a little bit difficult for the Frauen to catch up to potentially the top two, although we did not know what to expect when they started off the first two matches with losses, and then this was their first loss since match day two. So my thing out of that is anything could come from this final run. Um, let's see what how they react to this, which um, we'll talk about uh, their match at Leipzig this weekend. Uh, but first, um, time for I drop this in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> you love this. Chris fucking hates it. Um, fucked up stat time. Uh, Yesterday's 3-0 loss in Wolfsburg was the second time on Super Bowl's second Super Bowl Sunday in a row that a Frankfurt side has lost 3-0 on the road. Last year, the men lost 3-0 to Köln, which unfortunately we were reminded of that last weekend in a 2-0 loss. And yesterday, the Frauen 
three nil to Wolfsburg. Uh, and with that, we will sort of congratulate Brian on the Chiefs winning yet another Super Bowl. Um, here's hoping that the Lions are in New Orleans February 2025. Uh, with that said, there you go. Uh, plenty of opportunities to transition to this next topic and plenty of moments for food and drink. And what are we drinking? So, uh, John, whether it was this weekend or now, what were some of the uh, foods and drinks that you imbibed in? Oh, yeah. Right now I'm uh, I'm on the water currently because I had a bit, <laughs> bit too much this weekend. Um, I, I had a lot of Guinness this weekend. Um, had a nice Stella at the uh, Canucks Caps game yesterday. So that was pretty nice. Um, you know, my, uh, my cousin made some meatballs for the Super Bowl party. So that was fun. Nice. Um, I am also rocking the glass of water just because I cruised dinner. Um, I am planning to have milk with ice cream after recording. That's mm-hmm. kind of my treat myself moment for this one. Uh, yesterday was just, you know, I had a Wendy's coupon, took advantage of that for the game. Uh, to sit at home and take it in. French Vanillas with uh, Tim Horton. French Vanillas on the weekend with Mom Saturday after the Canucks Red Wings game. Um, you know, which it was a fun game, at least on there. And it happens again Thursday. So for all the non Canuck yep. and Red Wings fans, <laughs> um, check it out if you have ESPN Plus and you don't have a local area blackout because that's some damn good hockey. That's all I'm going to tease for that one. Um, but <laughs> wherever you are, However you celebrated the Super Bowl, however you dealt with the uh, sorrows that our dear Diegler gave us, here's to you. With that, we say, prost. And with that, we will take a break, and then we will be back with segment two of Hey, I Tried Frankfurt. Welcome back to A. Eintracht Frankfurt, a Bundesliga podcast covering everything about Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. Garrett here in Metro Detroit, John in Delaware. Um, We've talked about the Frankfurt week that was both for the Frauen and the men. Uh, We talked about what took place in Frauen Bundesliga this past weekend. Um, Let's now cover what happened around the Bundesliga on the men's side. Um, And it turned out to be a very entertaining weekend. Started off Friday, Dortmund taking on Freiburg. Nicholas Volkrug celebrating his 31st birthday in style with a goal and two assists. Uh, The other two goals for Dortmund came from Daniel Mullen, his third brace of the year and a 3-0 win um, over our next opponents. Augsburg and Leipzig, um, a match there that um, Demerich with a nice goal to make it uh, pull it back level for Augsburg. Appenda had a chance for a penalty late in the 81st minute, stopped, uh, honors even. Mönchengladbach and Darmstadt, although it was 3-3 in the first first contest between them, this one was the only scoreless contest between both teams, nil-nil. We already talked about Frankfurt-Balkham. Union Berlin with a big three points, 1-0 against Wolfsburg. And I'm realizing that going back, there was 21 minutes of stoppage time in the first (laughs) half, and the goal by Union was in the 25th minute. Oh, that was because of... um, John, actually, I'll have you talk about that. Talk about that one. 
Um, Heidenheim went into Bremen and ruined Verder's 125th anniversary celebrations with a 2 1 win on the road, though Bremen had chances. I think they hit bar and crossbar three times in that match. Um, uh, Stuttgart beat Mainz 3 1. Um, another great performance by them. Hoffenheim and Köln struggled out to a 1 1. Köln had it until the 94th minute when substitute Ahmed Kramer trebled it. And last but not least, the big, the big matchup of the weekend 1 versus 2, Leverkusen hosting Bayern Munich. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, um, my thought on this Leverkusen bitch smack Bayern. Uh, oh, yeah. 3 0. Could have been worse. The only dominating performance in the Bayern side was what Leroy Sané did to the camera after uh, Leverkusen made it 3-0. That camera had a family, damn it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, John, go in. What? Give me your thoughts on the le- weekend that was, uh, performances that surprised you, your takeaway uh, on the big match, and also what took place uh, at the Stadion Ala de Forsterei. Well, I guess we can start out with uh, what happened at Union Berlin. Um, you know, obviously the the DFL um, investment uh, vote has drawn a lot of controversy, rightfully so, and protests continue throughout Germany. And on uh, Friday, the DFL put out a statement basically saying, "We're or after a number of teams had come out and said, demanded really uh, a revote on it, um, a lot having to do with, you know, Martin Kind and Hanover's vote, but also just the general um, disacknowledgement of the fans' opinion on this. Um, but the DFL put out the statement saying that you guys clearly don't understand our plan. We're not going to do a revote, any of this kind of stuff. And a lot of fan groups of many clubs came out against that. And in the biggest show was was what happened at, at Berlin um, you know, fans threw tennis balls on the field constantly, and yeah, the, the match was delayed for well over twenty minutes. Um, and and you know, I mean, it's it's not surprising. Um, obviously, Union Berlin has a very passionate fan base, but I guess the Wolfsburg fans were also involved in that as well, as the game I believe was stopped in stoppage time again. Um, yeah, lots of lots of delays there. Um, in terms of surprising. For the weekend, I guess it shouldn't be super surprising given how Augsburg's been playing recently, but to draw against Leipzig is, is pretty impressive. And then, yeah, what, what Leverkusen did to Bayern was insane. They completely dominated that game. Bayern never looked like they were in it at all to me. Um, that was such a dominant performance from Leverkusen, and I think it shows that they're well on their way to win the league and, and very possibly they could be winning a trouble this year. I think the performance and not only that too, the wild thing about that Leverkusen game performance is how many changes they made in that match. This mm-hmm. was probably, you know, never want to call a Chavi, this Chavi Alonso coach side, a conservative style of play, but he definitely had some mindset of, not full on guns blazing, Schick on the bench, Frimpon on the bench, Hoffman on the bench. He wanted to go with pace, I think more. Adelia and Tella playing with Verts. 
uh, Stanisic, of all people, on loan from Bayern gets the opening goal. Yeah, Wide open space. I give him all the credit in the world. He really did not want to celebrate that goal and everything like that. But no, he, he knew, did not. He, uh, knew there was a job to kind of be done. But they just... Um, I think we're going to be talking about that Louis Grimaldo uh, as a free, Alejandro Grimaldo as a free, um, and just what he's doing um, week, in, week in and week out. And then, um, you know, Frimpom's like, hey, you know, showing like, hey, this is what, I'm still going to give you something even if you put me in as a sub. Um, <laughs> I think my shock is, I think that's not going to be the biggest thing for me. I think my biggest shock will be the Heidenheim win in Bremen. Mm. Just because this is a team that is performing their first ever time in the Bundesliga, and Frank Schmidt's got this team performing way above what anybody I think expected of them. Um, yeah, they're they're very close to us now after that win. Yeah, you know they they're clearly a very solid mid table side, and yeah, it's in, insanely impressive what Frank Schmidt has gotten them doing. Yeah, um, and I think that's, you know, granted, Verder had chances to put that match away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I level it. I know even Rafa Bore, um, who I was, I had realized, I thought he was had gone to Brazil, didn't realize he was still with Verder at the end of the season, um, had mm-hmm. a moment to level it. Um, you know, I did enjoy the celebrations that Verder did for their 125th anniversary as well as their kits. Um, I thought those were fresh. Uh, yeah, but they were. You know, again, that's the thing. It's like, and it's this thing with Heidenheim. Even they've shown it all season. Even when we played them earlier in this year, that they don't go down easy in any game. So no. I think that's credit to Frank Schmidt. That's um, and to what they're building there. Um, I am not looking forward to that match in <laughs> two weekends' time. But that's we'll get there. Uh, but to before we get uh, just to give kind of what the table's looking like uh, from bottom to top. Darmstadt bottom uh, t- level on points with Mainz, uh, twelve points. Uh, Mainz has eight, uh, eight better goal difference. Köln still in the playoff spot at sixteen points. Uh, I think that draw, that late draw. Um, I want to see how they react from it because I think they had done everything that they could defensively and mm. took their one chance. But you know, you don't kill a game off. We talked about it with the Frauen for us. You know, Kramer showed what happens. Uh, Union with that win now have a five point gap over Colm at tw- in 15th. Bauckham and Gladbach at 22 points. Wolfsburg, Osberg at 23 and 11th and 12th. Werder in 10th with 26. Heidenheim now level on points with Hoffenheim, but they're in 9th. Ho- Hoffenheim in 8th. Freiburg in 7th with 28. Frankfurt in 6th with 32. Leipzig 5th, 37. Dortmund fourth with forty, VFL Stuttgart third with forty three. I don't think they're letting that third spot go right now. Um, you know, we'll see if what the final thirteen weeks bring. Uh, Bayern in second with fifty, and Bayer Leverkusen first in first fifty five points, twenty one played, seventeen won, four drawn, um, no losses in any competitive fixtures yet. This season, I don't know when that's gonna that's gonna <laughs> happen, but um, from where they were when uh, what was it October of twenty two after the five one loss to us to where they're at now is 
I'm going to put most of that on Xavi Alonso um, and what he's done to that team. So um, we often do well when Leverkusen comes to the Waldstadion. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. We shall see. But um, that is it as far as what took place around the Bundesliga. Um, and now, believe it or not, we're already back at that time. Europa Conference League is back amongst us. Um, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, we did not get the first spot of the group like we thought. We were not going to maybe waltz into, but find a way to get it done. Pauk were able to do that. So what that means is that the eight second-place teams in the Europa Conference League take on the eight third-place teams from the Europa League that came down. Um to this level and unfortunately we have to deal with a team that is unbelievably hot in form that being Udian St. Galice in Belgium um Galice USG has the first fix uh, has the first home tie this Thursday 1245 Eastern um for those that may not be familiar about the Belgian league and you'll be like Garrett why are you shitting a brick right now let me tell you why um 25 games played in the Belgian First Division A. Union saint Galice in first place with 59 points. Eight points clear of Powerhouse Anderlecht. 15 points clear of Club Brugge and Royal Antwerp. And 20 points clear of Circle. Circle? Is it Circle or Circle? Brugge. To be honest, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, 39 and Ghent at 39. Um, what is incredibly wild when I was taking a look at the run of fixtures that USG has had, um, they got knocked out of their cup competition uh, last Wednesday to uh, Bruga. But they haven't yet. No, they it's lo- actually a two-leg. It's a two-leg. Um, yep, yep, it's a two-leg. Uh, is that the semifinals? Yeah. Uh, so they still get a second chance okay. against Club Bruga. But you want to know what the wild thing is? That is the, the fucked-up fact. That was their first loss in all competitive fixtures <laughs> since November 9th when they lost at Lask in Austria 3 0. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, John, am and I, I. I don't think they've lost in the league since September. No, August. That so. was, yeah, um, that was a September 16th loss to Genk at home. Um, yeah, there it is. And mm-hmm. then, other than November, a 2 0 loss at Liverpool. Um, John, am I overreacting when I am saying that we are the underdog in this tie right now? I don't think so. I'm very scared for this matchup, personally. They look so good. Their game against Club Brugge, they didn't necessarily play Super Bowl that game, but this team has been on fire this year. I mean, including their last match in the group stage of Europa League, Beating Liverpool two nothing, um, yeah, they're they're really really good, and I'm very I think they're probably the the favorites to win this this tie. Some key, Barely, but some key players to look at, um, in particular for um, for their side here, uh, Mohamed Amora, mm-hmm. who's got sixteen yeah. goals in the league to assist. Um, mm-hmm. trying to get some other names in here. Gustav Nilsson. Um, Gustav Nilsson, yeah. Yeah, he's got 10 goals. Uh, Dennis Eckert, he's got six. Cameron Puertas with 12 assists. He's really player. good. 
Yeah. Um, and to kind of give you a mindset of some other players that you might have known in US that came from USG, Dennis Undav, um, who went from USG to Sister Club Brighton and Dear Enemy of Crystal Palace, although they wrecked Palace's shit, unfortunately, last weekend. <laughs> um, and, but Undav then came in the shoe card. As you can see, he's playing his playing his way into a spot on Germany's national side. Um, so I think there's definitely some talent on that side. Um, the approaches and you and this isn't just a out of the blue nowhere because USG had a good mm-hmm. run last year, knocked out Union Berlin. Um, yeah, in the play. Um, Frankfurt have not had the most mind-blowing restart to the new year in uh, five games played in Bundesliga, two wins, two draws, one loss. But there's something about those European nights that... They are magical. More often than not. And then sometimes we get some brutal reminders. (laughs) um, Basel in 2020, although that was at the start of a pandemic, so... That might have had something to do with that. Uh, but is it benefit us to be start off this two-legged tie on the road as opposed to being at home? I think so. Um, definitely USG's form at home is a bit better than their away form. And you saw that in their results in the group stage of Europa League. Um, you know, losing to Linz away, but um, did they beat them or tie them at home? But anyway, you know, losing to Liverpool on the road, beating them at home. Um, yeah, no, they, they're, I think it's to our advantage because we'll kind of see, I think we'll see their best version on Thursday and hopefully be able to adjust to that when, when we have the home match in the second leg. Uh, the only thing that really hurt them, I think, at home was they drew at home to Toulouse. Yep. Um, because you know, it's, they didn't, and it's not to say they didn't do bad at Europa. That's the thing. Two wins, two draws, no. two losses. It's just Liverpool went four and two and Toulouse went three, two and one. Um, and unfortunately Lask is only, uh, when in the group in the, uh, Europa league was basically what separated USG from Toulouse. Um, yep. The roster is going to be uh, not our full, full Bundesliga squad due to um, specific, you know, rules requirements that UEFA has on there. Um, John, who would you feel like are some names that we're really going to see um, in these two legs? Um, really, probably be the ones if we're going to see them in these couple matches. This would probably be the game to see them. Well, I mean, uh, definitely, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Sasha Kalajic in, in these games. Um, I'm hoping that he plays with Marmouche. Um, obviously, if we just play Marmouche up top, that, that works for me too. But uh, I think getting those two kind of in a rhythm, you know, with Chaibi as well. Um, unfortunately, I guess we're not going to have Hugo Larson in these games. So I would love to see Sebastian Roda play in both of these matches as much as he can, obviously he's just coming back from injury, but for some reason, especially in the European games, when he's playing, we just do so much better. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that, that he can really lead us. Um, but although I would assume it'd probably be guts and, and scary starting in the defensive midfield to start out with. And then, 
don't know. I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see if now that Max is added to the roster, if he'll be playing on the left side or if it will be in Kunku. Obviously, I mean, Nkunku's had a really good start to the year, red card aside. And I thought Max played pretty decently against uh, Bochum. How do you see this game playing out scoreline going into the second leg next Thursday? Um, I think USG takes the first leg 2-1. to one. I'm not going to predict a win for us um, just because... I need to see more than what I've been seeing uh, these last few weeks in Bundesliga play. Um, I think we have enough in us to get a 1-1. If you get a draw or better, even a draw is a good result um, against a team that's in form like USGR. Um, I am going to say... Eh, who gets the goal? Shit. Um, <laughs> Ellis Scary, when he scored, has scored in opportune moments and big moments for this club this season. I think this is a big moment where he gives us a chance ahead of leg two at the Waldstadion. Um, that one will be the 22nd of February at 3 p.m. Eastern. Leg one is this Thursday, the 15th of February. 12.45 p.m. Eastern. You can find that on Paramount+. Plus. Um, you know, whether you take whether you uh, take a long lunch for that, whether you're on the West Coast and you have breakfast or brunch, um, or you're going to be a sicko like me and watch this at my desk with the sound on, um, even if people <laughs> just know that, hey, okay, there's a football match on. Okay. That's uh, exactly how I'll be doing it. <laughs> damn right. Um, so, you know, Join us in our suffering one way or another. Um, <laughs> as you know, this as the round of 16 starts back up. And because Europa Conference League is starting back up, that also means the Thursday, Sunday. Um, oh, wait, I'm jumping a step that we'll talk about the Sunday. But the next day, the Frauen are back in action. 12.45 p.m. also. Um, something about these times uh, for Frankfurt, these next couple uh, on there. Uh, 12.30, I'm sorry. Uh, that is against RB Leipzig. Um, Leipzig, the home side here in the training centrum, RB Leipzig Platz 1. Um, this is what I'm seeing from FOTMOB. Uh, the match will be on Dazan. Um, I don't haven't seen if it's on the YouTube link or if you access it via Dazan's website, but um, that's what it's showing from here. Uh, this is the second time both these teams have played each other. Uh, Leipzig were Frankfurt's first win in the Google Frauen Bundesliga um, in on October the seventh. A come from behind win to get a three one result. All the goals happened in late. Barbara Dunst in the seventy first minute, Alara Fry game penalty in the eighty sixth minute, and. Then then uh, Carlotta Wamser in the 92nd. So um, Leipzig currently sit in 10th at 10 points, two wins, four draws, seven losses, 14 goals scored in 13 games played, 28 goals allowed. Uh, they are two points clear in the um, you know race for safety. Um, however, there is you know Nuremberg have been showing to get some results. Um, Nuremberg take on, although Nuremberg take on Wolfsburg this weekend. So maybe Leipzig has a bit of a, um, 
break there, but how are you feeling about this being the perfect bounce back after what happened on Sunday, John? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, Leipzig, obviously they had a little impressive game uh, this past weekend, drawing 4-4 with Essen, although they were up, I believe, 3-1 to in that game and, and let, it may have been 3-2, to but they um, ended up being 4-4. to um, But overall, this Leipzig side is not a very high-scoring team. I think half of their goals this year have been against Essen. Might be wrong, it might only be six, but still... Um, so a significant number. Yeah, it's it's a good portion. So you know they they haven't been able to score against most teams very well. Although they do have Mimi Larson now from the KC current um, just joining them, so that adds a little bit of attack for them. But you know I think this is definitely a very good chance for Frankfurt to bounce back. Uh, hopefully Sophia Kleinhernan will be back because she's been out the past few games. I'm not sure if it's entirely clear why, but. Um, it'd be nice to get her back in and, and uh, back into a rhythm. Um, I think Veit and Kirschberger have done all right filling in, but obviously it's nice to have our best players available. But, yeah. how, do you, how do you see this one playing out scoreline? I'm going to go three to one. Give me Fragang and uh, an Anyomi brace. Nice. Um I don't see this side giving doing clean sheets. I love a clean sheet. <laughs> a clean sheet would be, I think, also a really good sign. Um, yeah. But um, it was 3-1 to Adler in the first leg. It'll be 1-3 to Adler in this one. Um, I'll go Prajnikar, Prajnikar, Dunst, and I think whether she starts or subs, Shakira Martinez. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think she's been, you know, she's been having consistent performances when given the opportunity um, lately. Yeah. I think that continues. Um, some other matchups taking place this weekend in Frauen Bundesliga. Uh, we talked about Nuremberg hosting Wolfsburg. Um, and the second match on Saturday is Werder Bremen taking on Freiburg. Um, that is a big, you know, has some uh, table implications. Also some table mm-hmm. implications on Sunday, Bayer Leverkusen taking on Hoffenheim. Um, Bayern take on SKS Essen. Dosberg hosts Köln. Um, and then this is the last uh, matchups in the Frauen Bundesliga until March 8th. So, um, you know, this is a chance that, you know, you got to get a get a good result here or else you got a long time to have this linger. So um, we'll see, like, this is a good sign to see how this team and Nico will react after Wolfsburg. Um, If they're what we think they're, they're going to motivate and uh, they're going to react in style. Bring that on 1230 Friday, Dazon USA, whether on Dazon's website, which if you, you can register free of charge or on YouTube. So we'll provide more details as we get closer to that. Now, making sure, now that knowing I haven't jumped the gun, now <laughs> on to Sunday. Um, after the very difficult match that we'll have in Belgium against Union St. Galice, we have another difficult matchup in that six takes on seventh, and we get to travel to the Black Forest to take on Freiburg. Um, 
The last time Frankfurt got a, res uh, a win in Freiburg was November of 2021, a 2-0 victory, um, although Freiburg got returned to favor against us in Frankfurt in April of that season. Um, earlier this year, a nil-nil draw played out also on one of the Thursday Sundays. Uh, Freiburg, if I am not mistaken, also have European competition, uh, which they do on Thursday, and they have to travel to France to take on Lons. Um, who it's are a tough matchup. Yep, uh, Lons is in six, but Lons came out of a very difficult Champions League group, uh, a team that has been really on the rise in France. So... Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they started this year pretty terribly. Actually, we're almost in relegation zone, and now they're back up to six. I mean, Frank Heiss, his, what he's done with that team has been really impressive, and Freiburg's going to be in, in tough on Thursday. And when you look at Freiburg's last five matches, nil-no draw to Union Berlin, 3-2 win at Hoffen against Hoffenheim, 3-1 loss to Bremen, a 1-3 loss to Stuttgart, and a 3-0 loss to Dortmund. Lance away. Eintracht Frankfurt at home on Sunday as a 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff. Um, John, I feel like this is going to be, I think like we're going to be seeing a Donny van de Beek start in this one. What mm -hmm. else should you think we should be expecting on this one? You know, I wouldn't be uh, upset or surprised if we saw maybe Bahoya get his first start in this game. Right. Um, just given, uh, you know, having the European match. And honestly, I mean, Freiburg, they've been, yeah, not in a good run of form here. Those, that game against Dortmund, they looked awful in. And they didn't look good against Stuttgart. And those are tough teams to play. But even against Bremen, they didn't look great. Um, and I think they're going to be in tough on Thursday. I think it's going to give us a real possibility in that game. I Knowing Dino, I don't think we're going to get a ton of lineup change for that game. Um, especially with Larson still being out. Um, but, yeah, I think we could see maybe a Bahoya and definitely definitely a start for, for Donnie in that. How do, you, um, how do you see this game playing out, considering we are a run of form lately, the tight Thursday-Sunday turnaround, but playing a Freiburg team that needs something to turn it around? Yeah, I mean... I think I think it's going to kind of depend on how we do on Thursday and, and what our mentality is coming out of that. Um, I think we very easily could get a win in this game, but I think we've also shown that we need to be able to put the ball in the net more consistently or just shoot the ball on net right. more consistently. I think we're, we're one of the worst sides in the Bundesliga when it comes to shots on target. Um, so I'm not sure we've got quite what it takes to get the win out of this one. I'll go with a 1-1 draw. And uh, give me Omar Marmouche. Um, I'm giving this prediction because I feel like if we get the draw or better in Belgium, um, I have faith that we can do that just because it's, you know, the diva disappears on European match nights uh, mm. most times of the year when there's something to play for. Um, and if we can t use that as a spark for the weekend, um, that would mean that we respond in style. Um, no clean sheet here. 
it's I've learned I'm not even I'm not predicting the clean sheet. I'm not allowed to predict the clean sheet for at least a little bit after what happened in Köln. Um, Freiburg get one. I'm gonna say we get two, and I don't know if it's completely due to us on there, but I've I'm gonna put a, take the gamble and say we got to see what Freiburg Freiburg's got to do something to turn it around. I don't think they're gonna yeah. do that. Um, Grifo for the goal for Freiburg. <laughs> and Bembe and Bahoya like for Frankfurt. It. Although, uh, um, what's what's uh, Bembe's status? I know he was out injured this past weekend. Ooh, um, um, I, I think he should be back, but I I haven't looked seen anything about that recently. Yeah, I would think if we haven't really heard anything like of like the five like the alarm bells like we heard for Larson. I would think he's mm-hmm. got to be in, in one of these two fixtures. Um, yeah. So uh, I will put the reserve like, hey, what happens if Mbappe's <laughs> out? Can off just because. Fair enough. Um, I th- you know, I think he'll roll in on there, but we'll see what happens. It is another competitive week. Just to give you a rundown of matches in the Bundesliga, six takes on seventh in Frankfurt in Freiburg, Frankfurt. Um, it starts out Friday, Köln needing points, hosting a Werder Bremen side looking to rebound from Heidenheim. Darmstadt have the unfortunate honors of hosting the third place Stuttgart. <laughs> uh, Heidenheim, Leverkusen. Um, will how will Leverkusen is Leverkusen who also have the Thursday Sunday? Actually, no, Leverkusen don't have the Thursday Sunday because Leverkusen won. Yeah, their they court. they had the bye, so they, they yeah. don't get Thursday yet. Um, but. They can't take anything for granted against the Frank Schmidt side at home. Um, Hoffenheim, Union Berlin, Mainz, Augsburg. Mainz needs something, uh, but Augsburg is showing that they are very difficult to beat uh, with Jens Thorup. Uh, Wolfsburg, Dortmund. Um, you know, this could be something for Dortmund. Dortmund back in champion. Actually, no, they are out of champions. Like, that's right. Uh, or the, um, actually, or the, or, they, or, or no, they're in Champions League next week. That's, oh, yeah, they, they, yeah, they won, they won the group. So <laughs> somehow they won the group of death. But, I yeah. for, I always forget that the Champions League splits. That's, it's not everything in one. Some is some, some is the other. So, yeah. Um, the 12.30 kickoff is Leipzig, Munchen, Gladbach. After Freiburg, Frankfurt on Sunday is VFL, Bauchum, Bayern, Munich at 11.30. Uh, what Bayern side are we going to see against the Bauchum side that will do whatever it takes to get a point? Plus, they're at home and they've gotten some surprising results at home. Um, mm. that'll be, We'll know more about where we stand in the race for Europe as well as some of the other races in the Bundesliga a bit more after this match day. Uh, but that covers it all on there. Um, John, where can people find you if they're browsing anywhere in social media? Yeah, um, if you want to find me on social media, I'm on Twitter at Ben underscore JBen. Um, TikTok at Jandal069 and on Instagram at JohnVen33. And I can confirm if you haven't followed him on Twitter, follow him on Twitter because <laughs> like he said, his uh, sports takes are spot on the money. Um, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Discord at GM Comats, uh, as well as if you're uh, Eintracht Frankfurt Detroit at Detroit SKA. Uh, 
No watch parties for this one Sunday morning. I'm just hoping to be up for it, uh, which I should be. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going. We're going anywhere for it yet, but we'll just stay in the loop with some uh, upcoming details on some matches. But um, there are many ways to uh, connect and uh, reach out to us on the podcast. Um, our uh, email: heyontrentfrankfurt at gmail our website, hefpod.com, which also has all of our links to our socials, Instagram, at Frankfurt, Twitter, at hefpod, which in addition to um, links to the episodes, details on where you can watch certain matches, um, we're also starting to do some more content with like match day, uh, match day uh, tweets as well as Corner the Adler recaps where you can see my mug uh, on there. Shout out to Nathan for the comment about the Rob Probert mullet that made my warmed my heart. Um, <laughs> the Discord, as I talked about earlier, is 24-7. Like I said, it's a fun time. If you haven't been on there, join it, have a blast, listen to some of our hot shit takes, but it's a definitely an entertaining time. And on Facebook, at HefPod. So uh, for those that still use that uh, meaning, but we thank everybody. Um, I want to give a continued shout out to producer Nathan in St. Louis, um, uh, putting everything together, especially, especially if we, uh, you know, have things in the audio or when I, or you listen back to seeing how many times I've bumped the couch during recording. Um, <laughs> congrats, Brian on the chiefs winning. We still beat you on the first game of the season. Um, all the best to Chris on that and everyone else, wherever you check, check out this podcast. Many thanks to you, uh, as we are now what episode three Oh three, um, gets, can gets continued. So yep. it continues to get better and better folks, despite, uh, as much as you hear our frustrations, as this is something that we love to sometimes be frustrated and talk about. So, uh, with that being said, thank you for listening. Uh, all the best to everybody. And until next time, tschüss. There's something about those European nights. Hey,